Turn with me to Colossians 1.24. Colossians 1.24. Stephen preached a message to the people of Judea. And he confronted their sin in a pretty direct fashion. So much so that uh, the Bible said they gnashed their teeth at him. Now, I've had people get upset, I've had people leave before, but I've never had anybody that I know of that gnashed their teeth at me. But Stephen uh, had, had that happen, and they rushed him, and they took stones, and they stoned him to death. But as they were doing this, Stephen said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Jesus Christ was looking with approval and support upon Stephen and was with him in his moment of struggle. And he's with us when we suffer, when we go through difficulty in our lives. Uh, Jesus is there to carry us through. And I'm so glad that we have him. Uh, I, I tell you, there are times in my life where I don't think I could have made it had I not had Jesus. Uh, he has carried me through so much. Uh, and Paul is, is writing to these Colossian believers, and he is talking about his sufferings in the gospel and about how these sufferings are being used by God and how God has been at work through his suffering. Uh, and he's also talking about how God helps us as we suffer. And so uh, we need to trust God to help us and sustain us in times of suffering. And the time my message is how Jesus helps the suffering. Now, look at verse 24, and we'll read here. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is the church. I have become his servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Uh, we proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. How Jesus helps the suffering. We're mainly going to be in verse 24. I want you to see, first of all, Jesus gives us joy in suffering. He says, now I rejoice in my sufferings. Did you know that your circumstances and even the opposition of the evil one and the opposition of people who hate the gospel don't have to steal your joy? Uh, Bill Gaither uh, years ago wrote a, a song called The World Didn't Give It To Me and The World Can't Take It Away. Uh, this happy face I'm wearing, Jesus put it there to stay. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Uh, we have a joy. It doesn't mean necessarily that we go through life with necessarily a smile on our face all the time. But what it does mean is that God can sustain us in his joy. Uh, Paul and Silas were in the Philippian jail. 
having been beaten for preaching the gospel, and they begin to sing and worship God and praise God. They're, they're rejoicing. They're having a great time. God says, okay, I can't stand it any longer. And the, the jail shakes, and the doors open, and the jailer gets saved, and uh, just a, a great uh, revival time happens there in the jail. Uh, I want you to know that you don't have to go through your sorrows and your sufferings without God's joy. He can give you joy in the midst of it. Uh, the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Number two, joy. And so uh, as you walk filled with the Holy Spirit of God, He can strengthen you and edify you in your heart so that you have His joy in, right in the middle of suffering uh, so that you can rejoice even in your sufferings. But He's also looking, Paul's also looking to the benefit that's coming through suffering. And so he's, he's looking. The Bible says, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. So sometimes there's a joy we're looking forward to. It's like Jesus said to, to the disciples, he said, uh, Rejoice when men revile you and persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake, for great is your reward in heaven. So if somebody is persecuting you, somebody is lying about you, somebody is giving you a hard time because you named the name of Christ, get excited, get a little bit Pentecostal, you know, uh, because he says, great is your reward in heaven. So we can have joy, we can look beyond the suffering to the joy that is yet to come. And so Paul says, I rejoice in my sufferings. Uh, so God can help us in suffering by giving us joy in suffering. But secondly, I want you to see he gives us purpose in suffering. He gives us purpose in suffering. If you look, he says, now I rejoice in my sufferings for you. These sufferings weren't sufferings without a purpose. Paul understood that the sufferings that he was going through were so that he could share the gospel and so that he could make the truth of God's word known. Matter of fact, the, the book of Colossians is one of the prison epistles. In other words, Paul wrote this while he was in prison for preaching the gospel. He was actually suffering as he wrote uh, this scripture. He was being mistreated as he wrote this scripture. But he says, I recognize that my suffering is accomplishing the purpose of God. It is for you. Isn't it amazing how God can use our suffering for his name to reach other people? As somebody once said, if you, if you want to suffer, choose to serve God and to serve him openly. Uh, and you'll suffer. Uh, sometimes that even happens within the church. Uh, people may misunderstand motives or uh, people may uh, misunderstand what you're doing. And they may question what you're doing. But God can use us as we're willing to be used for his name. And there's a purpose in that suffering. As we say yes to God, how amazing the impact that we could have. Um, if you looked at Peter, you'd say, well, he doesn't have a very good resume. He was always sticking his foot in his mouth. Uh, he denied Jesus three times. Uh, and a teenage girl came up to him and asked him about Jesus, and he denied Jesus to the teenage girl. You probably wouldn't put Peter at the top of your pastor search list after knowing that information. And yet, 
Something happened in Peter's life at Pentecost. The Spirit of God descended into his life, and all of a sudden he had this holy boldness to speak for God. And he wouldn't refuse to speak. And thousands came to Christ to his boldness. He stood up to the Sanhedrin. And all of these things were taking place because God had descended into his life in the person of the Holy Spirit to make him effective in the things of God. I tell you what, you and I are just instruments. When the Holy Spirit of God comes down, even in times of suffering, he can use us to fulfill his purpose. Um, I remember I was visiting Ruby Fritz in the, in the nursing home one day, and, and uh, sometimes you don't know exactly what you're going to experience when you go to the nursing home. And so uh, I remember I was sitting there talking to her, and I see out of the corner of my eye this woman with an intent purpose in her eyes making her way toward Ruby. And I was thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? Uh, you know, and... Uh, she brings her walker up to Ruby's chair and kind of bumps into the chair. She's, she's got a scowl on her face. And Ruby turned to her and said, aren't you pretty? And patted her hand like that. And this huge smile erupted in her face. And it was, com- it was a completely different uh, expression. And I thought to myself, you know what? She's here in the nursing home, but God is using her to be a blessing to somebody else. Guess what? There was a purpose in her suffering. Um, there's a number of times that I have visited people in the hospital who, who have encouraged me or I've been visited people in the nursing home. Uh, one day I was talking to Harrison Nelson in the nursing home and he was talking about his experience with soul winning. And I, I tell you what, I left that room, I was ready to charge hell with a water pistol. I was like, Praise God, what God is doing through the life of Harrison Nelson. And, uh, and, you know, it's amazing what God will do through us, even in times of suffering, if we'll just say yes to him and be willing to be used. There's a purpose in our suffering. Um, You look at some of the uh, difficult times of your life, I'm sure you can look back and see how God used you in some way uh, to be a blessing to someone else. And uh, one of the greatest things, I think, to, to uh, discover will be when we get to heaven and we see what God was doing in the background a lot of times in the situations that we were in. Uh, so there is a, a purpose in our suffering that God gives us. The Bible says in Peter that we only suffer if it is necessary. And so there's some necessary reason for our suffering, but there's also uh, the achieving of God's purpose as we obey Christ in the midst of our suffering. So how Jesus helps us in suffering, he brings us joy in suffering, he brings us purpose in suffering, and thirdly, he brings us his partnership in suffering. He says, I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Now, there's a whole lot of debate about this, but the price has already been paid at Calvary. Jesus said it is finished, and Uh, everything that needed to be paid was paid at Calvary. So that's not what he's talking about here. I believe what what you see when Jesus confronts Saul on the Damascus Road, he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You see, Jesus said, yes, you're persecuting the church, but Saul, what you don't realize is you're persecuting me. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. 
And so uh, Paul probably is looking back to that. He's saying, hey, God was with the church when I was persecuting them. God's with me. In the middle of this persecution, in the middle of this suffering, God is partnering with me. God is with me in this jail cell. God is supporting me in my time of suffering. I think God was with him that time that he was stoned and left for dead, uh, definitely. And uh, he arose and uh, continued his ministry. Uh, Listen, God is with us in our suffering. He partners with us. Christ partners with us. He suffers with us as we go through suffering. Hebrews tells us we don't have a high priest who is not touched with the feeling of our infirmity, but was tempted in every way just as we are yet without sin. So he understands, he feels, he suffers along with us, and then he intercedes to us, uh, intercedes for us before the throne of God. So we have a partner in our sufferings. He says, I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. The only thing lacking in Christ's afflictions is that he continues to suffer as the church suffers. One day, this will be finished. Um, Jesus will come to rule and reign at the second coming of Christ. And uh, the time of the suffering of God's church will be over. Jesus will rule in power. In the meantime, he will walk through us through suffering, whatever we may face. Um, My professor used to pray outside the room where he heard them torturing other Christians and he knew he was going to be next. He would say, Lord, give me the grace not to deny your name. And by God's grace, he didn't deny God's name. Uh, Some of our Christian brothers and sisters around the world have seen this partnership in action. God has entered the jail cells where people dwell. God has, has entered the places where people have been killed for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ. I think he still stands up today when one of his own uh, is being killed for the faith. He partners with us in our suffering. So what that means is you don't have to worry about how you'll respond in suffering because Jesus will be with you. He'll give you words to say. You remember Jesus said you'll be brought before rulers and you'll brought, you know, all these things will happen. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Words will be given to you to speak. In those times of crisis, Jesus will be with you. He will partner with you. He will speak through you. He will respond through you so that you can fulfill the purposes of God. He partners with us in suffering. By the way, this is is true of persecution, but it's also true, I think, in every area of suffering in our lives. I think God partners with us, and Jesus helps us. He sustains us. Uh, If you read 2 Corinthians, you hear Paul say, uh, we suffered and despaired even of life so that we can understand there's somebody who raises us up from the dead. In other words, Jesus was with us right there in the middle of that suffering. He raised us up, though we despaired even of life. He was there, and he was faithful. So joy in suffering, purpose in suffering, partnership in suffering, And finally, value in suffering. He says, I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I'm completing in my flesh was lacking in Christ's affliction for his body, that is, the church. Uh, 
as Paul was describing in 2 Corinthians his suffering, he says, we are suffering this so that we may comfort you with the comfort with which we've received from Christ. And so uh, as he suffers, he's given equipment, spiritually speaking, to help others who are suffering. So there is value in every bit of suffering that we experience in this life because it helps us understand how to draw near to the Lord and how to find his strength in the middle of a struggle. And then once we've learned the important lessons we need to learn through that trial, it equips us with the ability to be able to encourage somebody else. Um, I've heard testimony many times of, of people who have, have gone through something, perhaps it's the loss of a child, or perhaps it's terminal cancer, or surviving a, a severe heart attack. And uh, God then begins to use them to encourage other people who've gone through the same thing. Uh, it's amazing how God will do that. And he will equip you with special compassion and special care. Uh, even, even to this day, I still have a soft spot in my heart for people whose kids are sick. Because I know what it's like. Uh, I have experienced those emotions. I've, I know what it is to walk that path. And so God has given me a compassion. He's given me some equipment to minister to other people who are going through the same thing. Um, so there is value in our suffering. God doesn't waste anything. He will equip us through that time of suffering. So back to the idea of rejoicing. I rejoice in my sufferings for you. He rejoices because he knows that God is right there in the middle of our suffering with us. He has a purpose for it. Uh, he is partnering with us. And there is value to be gained through the season of suffering. Look at what he says here uh, is happening because of his suffering. He says, uh, I, I, latter part of verse 25, I'm making the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to the saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. There's a glorious wealth to be gained through our suffering. Uh, and as we suffer, God will work this, this process through us, just as he did with Paul. And he'll help us through the season. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the amazing encouragement that you give to us as we suffer. Uh, thank you for giving us joy in the midst of suffering that we can still draw near to you in prayer. That we can still worship you and praise you and thank you for the good things that you've done. Thank you, Lord, that we can still speak in your name or um, intercede on behalf of brothers and sisters, even in times of suffering. Thank you, Lord, for your purposes that are being fulfilled through the lives of those who are suffering in this body right now. And Father, I, I thank you for your partnership that we can rely on you that you've promised never to leave us or forsake us. Thank you for the value that you bring to our lives through suffering.